All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rebunk. My name is Scott, coming at you live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. And I've got another fantastic episode with one of my favorite people in the whole world. This is going to be a fantastic episode, you guys. Very, very excited. All right, but before we get too far into it, I just want to take a moment and show you how you can follow and support the show. So head over to Rebunk.News. That's the main website. It's the landing page. It has links to everything related to the show. So if you're not on the social medias, scroll down to the social medias and follow. Primarily, I would suggest Telegram, t.me forward slash Rebunk News, uh, Twitter at Rebunk News, and then Instagram at Rebunk News as well. You notice a trend there? Also, there's a Telegram chat channel. If you go to t.me forward slash Rebunk Chat, you can also get in and chat with the people. I'm usually in there hanging out, talking to people throughout the day, people share stuff. It's pretty cool. So, um, so at the very top is the newsletter, the Substack. So type in your email there and you'll be able to subscribe for free for free so you get notifications about whenever i go live or any news about the show or anything else i find interesting that i put push out on there uh, i've shared um from zoe the thrill kill medical cult i shared an article that she wrote about lava Crete recently and then of course i'm always sharing the awesome work that Corey haig is doing over at the liberty uncensored newspaper Substack. but uh it's free just sign up there's a way i'll hop over there so if you look this is the Substack uh right there at the top we've got today's episode um there's links within each one to all of the um, you know, to the guests stuff that they, they shout out all the affiliate links are there if you want to support the show, but also there is an option to upgrade your subscription on Substack. five bucks a month helps me and all these endeavors and paying for all the stuff that needs to happen to run this show. So any, any support over there, if you get any value out of the show, any support over there really helps. Um, and then speaking of which, uh, the t-shirt shop, the t-shirt shops on fire, you guys. Uh, had a lot of positive feedback about the unveiling of the new shirt that just came out. We're going to highlight that right here. So this is the new we, we got on the uh, the Trump mugshot bandwagon. And there it is. Trump wanted for vaccine genocide. There it is. It's going to piss everybody off. It's going to be hilarious. You can piss off the Trumpies. You can piss off the lefties. It's a great one. It's a great shirt. All the people in the vaccine cult are going to be so happy to see wanted Trump at the top of the shirt. And then when they scroll down to the when their eyes hit, meet the bottom of the page, they're going to be like, their brains will just short circuit and they won't have any idea how to, to handle you. So great conversation starter, you know, go to rebunk.news forward slash shirts. There's also a link right there at the, under the affiliate section of the, um, of the rebunk.news site. And of course we got all the classic designs, censorship kills the Beavis. Are you threatening me? Gadsden flag shirt. Um, so many awesome designs in there brought to you by big frog t-shirts in Beaverton, Oregon. Um, climate change is hot. That's a hilarious one. Um, we got Fauci gave us all AIDS. He gave the whole world AIDS, right? But then did you know that he gave us all AIDS again, twice in one career? Fauci gave us all AIDS. It's so crazy. Gave us the whole, the whole world AIDS again. It's so unbelievable. There's some other really cool OG designs. I've been wearing this shirt around a lot lately. This is one of my favorites. It says, got any new conspiracy theories? All my old ones came true. Now this has got a funny story to it. And I was, uh, I wanted to be a conspiracy theorist for Halloween. And many of you have seen my oversized tinfoil hat that I have um, that I wore on the very first podcast I ever did. So I wore that. And then I saw that this, this phrase on a me on a meme and I kind of reworded it a little bit. And I, I went, I wanted to order it. And I saw a couple like on Amazon that had this saying on, I'm like, why am I ordering a shirt off Amazon? I was like, Amanda, Ryan, can we get this shirt in the shirt shop? And I'll just order one from you guys. And, and so there you go. So 
all kinds of awesome shirts. And again, brought to you by Big Frog T-shirts, Beaverton, Oregon, which is a liberty-minded, awesome uh, operation. So by getting shirts off of there, you're actually supporting them as well. So um, all of that support goes a long way to helping this operation steam ahead into whatever it is we're about to descend into. And here to discuss what we're about to descend into is a very esteemed researcher, filmmaker, and now author, the great Francis Richard Connolly. Francis, welcome to the show. Welcome good. back. How are you doing, my friend? It's good to see you. So good to see you as well. I mean, thank you so much for taking the time. I, um, lo I love the t-shirts, my friend. There Fantastic. you go. Thank you. You like that? I like. I thought. I thought you might get a kick out of that Trump one. I thought that was pretty hilarious. So, <laughs> anyway, man. Well, so welcome. I'm. I'm so grateful that you're here. Uh, we have so much to catch up on. We've been uh, uh, mm -hmm. chatting offline quite a bit. You've been doing a lot of um, truth bombs over on your Facebook page. You've been, um, you know, kind of getting in the mire here. And so, people that don't know, I mean, I'm sure most people know. I'm sure most people have seen your film, but don't even realize that you're the man behind it. But uh, <laughs> can you tell us just a little brief overview about, uh, tell us about JFK to 9-11, everything's rich man's trick. And then now you have the new book out. So tell us a little bit about all that, just a little bit. Well, just a, a little bit. Um, I wonder, Scott, how, how many people have seen my movie now? Um, and as you say, uh, don't realize I was I was the man who who made it. And, and, uh, and also the, the, a book um, came out of it. Um, very, very briefly, because I think so many people um, wouldn't want me to go into this uh, deeply. Just very briefly, it, it is. Um, oh, how how could, I, how could I put it? <sighs> Without blowing my own trumpet too much, blow That's... your own trumpet. It's fine. Oh well, well, what, 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 you know, I'm British. Nah. <laughs> That's the trouble. We, we we're slightly different about this, but uh, let's let's just say that um, I was the first man who was able to see the whole thing with the JFK assassination. Once the internet had started and it was possible for researchers at the highest level to share research, right, you know, about everything all around the world and all of the best thinkers, you know, like Webster Tarpley and John Loftus were, you know, I was able to find these men and, uh, you know, liaise with them. I, I was the first man to figure out the entire thing and to write it all down in one movie, which is three and a half hours long. And then only because of your good self and, and, and your friends, uh, you know, I was able to get this into print uh, through uh, my publisher, who I'm now, you know, very concerned about. Uh, I've only just recently learned that Portland is having the, the same sorts of uh, traumas that San Francisco and Los Angeles. And, you know, San oh, Francisco. yeah, man. I, I mean, I can... It's crazy. So Chris at Trine Day there in uh, Brownsville, which is like 30 minutes well, north of where I used to live. It's not too far away. No, 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 no. I, so I used to live in Eugene, which is like 20 yeah. minutes south of him. So I was like his neighbor. And then exactly. Portland's about, would be maybe about an hour and a half north of where he's at. But it, it the whole area is being infested. So that, that corridor between Portland and Eugene, where he's right yeah. in the middle of, yeah. has been completely captured. And when I left, I, I moved to Nashville, Tennessee last, last year, May of 2022. So I left. And when I left, it was on its way down, like really, really, really bad. And so it is really sad that Portland has kind of, you know, equal to, if not surpassed in some ways, like the the, the degradation that's overcome San Francisco. So it's just, it is kind of sad. Yeah. Well, we need to talk about, you know, why this is happening. This is the main thing. This is why I think this one, you know, I'll, I'll have to apologize for 
for being so very terribly serious tonight. But things are so bad in your country now. Um, and people want to know why. Um, and, and the first thing I think we're going to talk about is woke culture. And, mm -hmm. I mean, you've got that as, as, as the title. Because <clears throat> there's a lot of videos now out there, Scott. You know, there, there are new videos on YouTube every day and, and on Rumble every day. And I'm sure that there must be a lot of people now who are saying to themselves, well, you know, where's the point watching another one? Am I really going to learn anything new? Am I going to learn anything valuable by watching this man? You know, what, what, why should I bother? The thing is that this woke culture thing, even though it's now beginning to wane, I don't know if it's it, certainly in this country, we're hearing less and less about it. I don't know if it's still as bad over there, but it is still confusing an awful lot of people. So I'd like to absolutely lay the ghost of it forever, if I could, uh, through your show t tonight. And, and I'd wouldn't like that to be great? I would love that oh. for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wouldn't, that, wouldn't that be wonderful? So I'll, I'll try to do it this way. What I want people to do is to try and remember what things were like before my movie appeared. Now, it is a very broad statement. Yes, it is. It's, it's you know, big paintbrush thing. But... Broadly speaking, prior to when my movie came along, what people tended to do was believe the, t the TV, believe the mainstream media. Broadly speaking, people didn't stop and question the mainstream media. Some very, very intelligent people did, but they were a handful, let's say, in the first decade of, the, of, of this century. They were a very small minority of people. Then my movie came along. Now, I'm, once again, I'm not taking all of the credit for all of the truth movement. I'm not trying to do that. Well, I will say, I'll say for myself, your movie came along at a time in my truth journey that it was a huge pillar in my awakening. Like it really opened my mind to lots of things like the secret societies and, you know, that these, these were topics that I just kind of began looking into. And so, you know, you gave me frames of reference to go then and look on to these topics deeper for myself. So, you know, it, it, it was the perfect time. Like, when did it come out? Come out? What, what year was that? Well, it, yeah, I mean, it was, it was 20. It became the movie of 2015. 15. Yeah. Really, so really, I, I, I the, first I first learned about Tower 7 in, say, like 2011, I think. 2012, maybe something like that. So yeah. somewhere around 2010, 2011, somewhere around there. And then so my journey, you know, by the time I had 20, by the time I reached 2015, I just started looking into this stuff. Right. And I had a lot of other things going on in my life at that time too. But I remember, uh, while, uh, while all those other things were going on, I was going down conspiracy rabbit holes on YouTube as, uh, many people who know my story may understand with the funny, how funny that is. But anyway, uh, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> uh, but it came at a time where I, th I think that what happened to you, it happened to millions of other Americans. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. At, at the same time, I think you know mo most people have agreed that what my movie did was to give it gave a prestige, it gave an intellectual prestige to the truth movement that it hadn't had up until that point. And after that point, more and more people started to question the mainstream media instead of just accepting it. The most typed-in comment in the public comment section below my movie, and I noticed others as well this was was true, was people trying to tell other people, you just don't know what reality is. You've got this square mm. in your head that's a TV that's been 
seducing you and misleading you and absolutely ramming disinformation into your head every second, every day, every moment, completely giving you a, a wrong-headed notion of, of what reality is. And you've got to stop looking at the TV in order to... And, and it was interesting to me that Justin Stellman, who was, um, I think, my second major sort of interview... He, he, he said, and there were other people in the public comment section who said, oh, yeah, you know, t televisions, they creep me out. I, I don't watch the mainstream media anymore. And that trend has, has gone on and on and on and on. So that, to the point where I think almost no one anymore sort of believes what the mainstream media are, 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 are telling them, or at least stops and thinks about what the mainstream media is, is telling them. And like, like I say, that was the effect that, uh, that my movie had. So what I want people to realize is, is this. Everybody I find, and I've, I've never met anybody yet who is, is, you know, is a, is, you know, contradicts this. Everybody seems to remember that crazy evening when Trump went off the deep end and started saying, you're fake news, you're fake news, yelling at the cameras. You know, I think it even took the mainstream journalists by surprise. They were like, well, what the hell is all this about? And they were wondering where it came from and what had happened. I know what had happened. I know. What had happened was that the CIA and the, the, the oligarchs, the establishment, had sat down with Trump and said to him, look, this limey, this Conley bloke, he's really stuffed it to us. He really has. Instead of the fog of war, Instead of having muddy water in front of people all the time, he's, he's cleared it all up. And it's crystal clear. And people can see what we are and see what we're really up to. People can see that we're deceiving them every single day, every single moment. We've got to do something about this. So they sat down together and said, well, you know, what can we do to, to throw him off? What can we do to throw off Scott Armstrong? What can we do to throw off Scott Armstrong's friends? What can we do to mix them up again and, and, and you know deceive them again, put them in a place where they're not so sure about what's going on? So what they did was they said, well, look, Donald, you're going to have to get out there and say something that confuses people again, mixes them up again. So some bright spark had the idea, because at that time, People were just starting to hear this word, all this phrase, clickbait. Mm -hmm. And people like like Richie Allen, who was the first man to interview me, on the, you know, the first broadcaster with a big show, because Richie was then, I don't know if he still is, the, the biggest in Europe. But he, he, you know, he said that, you know, it's, 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 you've got to do something to mess things up. So get out there and say, okay, it's not the mainstream media who are fake. It's everybody else who's fake. It's a military trick, you see. It's a mm. military trick. So that was what Donald Trump did. And once they'd done that, they said, well, look, we've got to do something to nullify people like Scott Armstrong and all the other millions like him who were saying, ah, I get it. I'm, I'm awake now. The TV's been deceiving me all my life. It's been giving me a completely spurious idea of reality. So what can, what can we do to nullify that? So what they had to do was to say, okay, 
whenever anybody says, I'm awake now, I'm a woken up person, we've got to try and create a situation, an atmosphere in which they'll be immediately pilloried and put down. So they said, well, how can we discredit these people? How can we find a way to do that? So this was when they started that nonsense about Caitlyn Jenner and the transgender mm -hmm. thing and everything to do with people getting offended at nothing, basically. And, and they said, okay, we'll have to put this in place and try and convince people through the mainstream media that anybody who says that they're awake is the worst person of all. You see, it was it was like a new new religion. So that was how we got this whole nonsense about woke in the first place. And I don't know if you you, you saw this. Thing. <laughs> I think a lot of people must have done because she realised herself. Actually, while it was happening, she actually says to the camera, "Oh hell, you know this is going to go viral," <laughs> which it it did. This Which one was that? Which one was that? Bethany Mandel, the, the one who wrote the book. The thing was, she wrote the wrote a book about woke. Okay. And then she was interviewed on, I think, I think it's called The Hill, mm -hmm. uh, the, the Hill podcast, and she was being interviewed by that nice colored lady. What was the name? What was the name of this person you're talking about? Beth, Bethany Mandel, I think that's Bethany right. Mandel. Okay. Bethany Mandel. And she'd written a whole book about, as I say, woke. And then and her host said, well, hang on a minute. Just, just slow down. Could you please <laughs> give me, could, could you tell me what woke means? Could you give me a definition of it? Because I, I'm still not sure. And the, her host was just being very genuine about it. So then, then she tried to give a definition of woke. And she couldn't do it. And it, it really was hilarious. I mean, people, have, you know, put it on the, the, the YouTube and put it on the internet a million times just to show how ridiculous it is because woke doesn't have any meaning. That was never its purpose. Its purpose was to mix people up. Yeah. So if there's anybody out there left who still wants to know what is this woke thing and what am I supposed to do with it, what am I supposed to say about it, etc. What you've got to do is just ignore it completely. It's no different to political correctness. The great George Carlin once said that political correctness was simply fascism masquerading as good manners. It was only invented. It's, it's a disingenuous thing that the rich put in place. Fascism masquerading as good manners. It was simply there to try and stop you from speaking and stop you from thinking. And woke is just the same. It's, it's exactly the same kind of trick. Please, anybody, whenever you hear anything about transgender this or transgender that, anything to do with, you know, I mean, Tucker Carlson claimed that they've taken all of the urinals out of schools in America for the boys, and, yeah. and, and they're making everybody sit down to pee. I mean, that's a, we're talking about a stupid fake news story. That, yeah, you that's know, absurd. Isn't it? So that's, as I say, let, let's bury it forever. Over here in Britain, recently I've noticed we, we haven't heard as much about this whole woke thing. And give it a couple of years, a couple of years, and I think people won't even be able to remember it. It's just a, another disingenuous fad that the rich have put out to try and mix everybody up. Don't be mixed up. Use your own common sense and you'll be fine.
I, I hope that has buried the woke culture forever. Just ignore it. Just ignore it, and it'll just just, it. it'll just die in the die in That's the dark. It. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. Like, oh my gosh, like some of these videos are very entertaining, and we're gonna watch one today. We're gonna, I've got several clips that you sent me that we're gonna we're gonna go over. But uh, you know, oh, I so, think, yes, uh, really, we should we should do that now because we should do that. Well, I was just gonna say something about that real quick, and then, and then yeah, we'll, the, we'll go to the clips. So yeah, you see, there'll be people who'll be saying. Well, okay, but why should I listen to this man? What you know? What is it that he's got? You know, is is he the only one who's got this understanding? Not at all. Please, let's see Trip Bitten, and I'm going to have to apologise to the man right now. I thought there must have been a, a misprint on on his uh, podcast. Apparently, his name is Trip Bitten Scott. I thought it must oh. be Brit Britain, ah. but you know, whatever it is. <laughs> it is Trip Bitten, he's made this wonderful video, and I'd like you to show people um, uh, this clip from it, just so that, you know they can see that there's another intelligent man out there who's capable of explaining why this whole woke thing isn't doing anybody any good. Exactly. All right. So we'll key that up in just a second. I just had a final thought about that, which is basically the idea that um, you know I've been I've been looking at some of these things pop up and from a different context and it's like it's starting to become kind of painfully obvious like you say this is an orchestrated thing they they had the, the the plan to roll these things out in order to just kind of fragment and destabilize society i mean we know that uh, uh you know from like like the yuri bezmanov stuff or like even like um 1984 like the whole thing was to fracture his mind saying like you know two plus two equals five you know these these are these are actual like communists like like just strategies that they know works to, to fracture people's reality so that they can insert whatever reality they want. And so these are, these are legitimate things. And then the other side of it though, that I've been looking at is, uh, well, I mean, I'm really looking at, but it's like in my heart, I'm like, okay, so who's benefits from this stuff? Who benefits the most from these things? And so when you look at, uh, who, okay. So who benefits the most from like all this footage of like, little boys dressed as girls provocatively at a strip club or naked men walking down a pride parade, exposing their genitals, little kids who, who profits the most from those. I would say places like the daily wire, the daily wire who uh, shows that stuff in a sensationalized way and says to their audience, are you angry? Give us money. Are you angry? Does this make you angry? Give us money. Right? So in my mind, I'm like, what if I'm thinking like, it's the, the Daily Wire is putting on all these pride parades and they're the ones putting on all these marches where they, where they, they, they give, they create the space for all these lunatics to come together so they can get all the footage. And uh, that's their business model. You know what I mean? If they didn't have woke culture, they're almost as bad as the lefties. The lefties only exist because they create an environment where there's like a hierarchy of oppression and uh, these people are below, these people are above, these people need to be saved and I'm here to save them. So they create an environment where if, if there was no racism, they wouldn't know what to do, right? And so it's the same thing with the Daily Wire. If there wasn't pride parades and like uh, drag queen story time, they would be out of business. Well, you, Scott, know? you, so, you made a fantastic point there because yeah. when we had the, all this rain blow flag nonsense and, and all the rest of it here and, and there was a, a, a pride march here that went through town and, and, and uh, I'm Followed the whole thing that you know to try and see you know just what the hell is is going on because this is one of the few times you know I can actually be part of it and see what you know what's real and, and what isn't and what's fake and, and, and yeah. what isn't. And what I noticed was that when it was going on in town, that a lot of the stores were um, taking their signs down and replacing their signs 
with the same name, but it was done in the rainbow flag. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, that's a very yeah, and, and, and and there was rainbow flags in all of all of all of that's the just them saying. That's just them saying. Please don't break the windows of my store. Right. Exactly. The thing <laughs> is that, that it doesn't happen unless yeah there's corporate money behind it. True. Yeah, yeah. There's that's exactly it. And then on the flip side of the whole conversation too, like who benefits the most from like these like the, that whole neo those neo Nazi rallies that were going on down yeah. in Florida a few weeks ago? Who benefits the most from those? I'd say places like the ADL. The ADL is probably the one, and they've been caught. They have a history of funding neo Nazi rallies and actually starting and getting like uh, permits for neo Nazi rallies. They've been caught doing that before. And, and, but 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 here, here's what I was gonna say about that. It's like it's like so so. You know, I, who benefits the most from these neo-Nazi rallies? I would say the ADL. The ADL sure. says, look, there's an, a, sur a surge of neo-Nazi activity. Are you scared? Give us money. Are you scared? Give us money. That's their business model. So the end, the moral of the story is that I think the, the ADL is a bunch of Nazis. And I think the Daily Wire is really, really gay. <laughs> the thing is, Scott, a lot of people would say, oh, come on. You can't control events this easily you yeah. can you you know people people tuning in for the first time might say well <clears throat> you can't do something that huge and not have somebody see through it or not have people who are actually part of the event realizing that they're being all being used as, as stooges well i'm sorry but you know and yeah. uh, you know i went and had a look at that whole pride thing and yeah, you know, the, there are people there from London who've been part of the, you know, give homosexuals rights thing for, for God knows how long. But I didn't get the feeling that anybody who was there could see the big picture. No. That's my point. Exactly. Exactly. Right on. Right on. Well, thank you for letting me rant there for a little, little bit. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to play up that, that uh, clip that you just introduced a minute ago. So let's get, let's yeah, check let's... this out and then we'll come back and discuss. So. The cultural war that is raging right now in the U.S. is insane, like literally insane. And it's all a distraction to keep people from enacting any real change in the government or society. If all sides are fighting with each other and themselves, the people in power and the corporations can pass legislation that hurts both sides and makes them more profit. The last thing they want is for all sides to unite under their common struggle and oust the people currently in power. The craziest thing is that when you are removed from it and you're living abroad, you can just see how crazy and insane it is and how damaging it is to society. While Americans are fighting about what a woman is or if the celebrity has used the correct pronoun, the rest of the world knows what a woman is and isn't wasting time on things that don't make their country or economy stronger. While American students are in their gender study classes wondering if they are a man, woman, or other, Chinese and Indian students are in their maths and physics classes gaining real knowledge that might lead to the next breakthrough in science or technology. Learning about someone's gender isn't a real skill and won't create a breakthrough that could revolutionize any industry. It isn't even medical science. At best, we might learn about groupthink when people study this time period in the future. But in its current form, woke culture and the backlash to it is destroying society. Societies only exist when people are willing to share the same goal and work towards that goal together. Currently, both sides are unwilling to find common ground and they're literally tearing each other apart. They're tearing the society apart and the people in power absolutely love it. Wow, that's fascinating. You know, it really something popped into my head right there while I was watching that. You know, he made the point that, um, 
you know, you're not going to make any breakthroughs through humanity, through studying gender, right? And it kind of reminds me of the idea of war, when a nation goes to war, you know, particularly like the major world wars, World War One, World War Two. you know, these were like depopulation, like culling events where you take your best and your brightest and the people that would most likely be resistant to whatever tyranny you're planning on unfolding and you send them off to die. You're taking these people that would be valuable contributors to society and you're throwing them into the, the, the meat grinder and just, just getting rid of them. And it's almost that same thing where it's like, you know, there's probably a lot of very intelligent people that get sucked yeah. into the gender studies thing. And it's, it's like a war. You're taking these brilliant minds and you're sucking them down into the meat grinder and pretty much making them inert so that they can't be any sort of functional member of society, you know? Yeah, well, that uh, cartoon, this, I, I don't know if he drew it himself, Scott, or somebody drew it for him, but I would love your audience to just look at that. Just say nothing and just look at that. Pause the video. And just look at it where he's got the, the you know, the, the, the people fighting in a glass case with each other while the capitalist or, you know, whatever you want to call him, the oligarch, the establishment, stands there with his big cigar and his top hat on as usual. And, you know, he's not laughing in the video, but he should be. Because whilst people are fighting this culture war, the rich are fighting the class war and they think they're winning every every day. They're nervous at the moment. I've been saying this for a long time, and they're not as far ahead as you know they used to be. But at the moment, they're still winning this, you know, this war between us and and, and them. And that that cartoon, I mean, that really is great. You only have to look at that to be able to see the reality of the world today. So you know, I hope your audience will will look at that and will share it with with other people because it's it's a very important cartoon. That it's a very important image to keep in your mind. Yeah, absolutely. And I just put the link to that clip, the full clip in the live chats. I'll put it in the episode description, except on Rockfin because I don't can't put very many letters on Rockfin, but it's in the chat there for you guys checking it out later. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's so true, man. Like. Uh, we're at war. We're, at, I mean, but, but it's like, we can, it's a very interesting type of war or war is being waged against us. Like I didn't declare war on anybody. I'm not, I don't have like enemy combatants out there. Like my, my approach to dealing with this is, is a lot of what you discussed earlier where it's like, I don't, I try not to engage with it. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. in my telegram channel, I've had situations I set some gui guidelines, not like to censor anybody, but just some guidelines for my telegram channel. Like no pictures of like trans half naked trans kids in here period and somebody did and i'm like take that down and i'm like and they're like but it's funny it was like a meme and i'm like i don't care i'm not gonna censor you but take that down yourself or, or you're out of here and so you know what i mean and they took it down so they were respectful about that but it's like you know what i mean i don't want to engage with that stuff i don't want to you know what i mean and, and is that me like backing down from a fight i don't think so i think that's how we win is we just like just deprive it of oxygen until you know i, I completely agree with your approach to it you know so. Okay, so I, I think the best way to get into this next one is to run the video first, Scott, and then okay. we'll discuss it. Because I want to see, because I've, I've been writing about this on Facebook because I felt it was so important. Um, I think every American is going to be aware that you know, this thing about Tucker Carlson, oh, the big media star, Tucker Carlson's being fired and he's, yeah. Gonna have to go and get his own show <clears throat> and all of this. 
And there were already these people like, you know, Jimmy Dore, Patrick Ben David and, and all the rest of them in, in place. And now sort of Tucker's one of them. I think um, because, uh, as I say, I've, I've written about Whitney Webb being invited onto these shows, uh, it might be worthwhile to run this clip first and, and then I'll talk about it. It's, it's Whitney Webb being um, questioned by Patrick Bet David on his show. I'd, I'd like people to see this. I believe it's important. Okay, let's do it. All right, we'll be right back. And then you sort of have in the, the 80s, like with Iran-Contra, some of those people ended up backing, like under Reagan, end up backing Trump. Like you have him advised by Edwin Meese. You have Oliver North supporting his campaign, people like that. I think that particular power faction isn't necessarily, I don't see them as clean at all, right? But I do see them as more like uh, they prefer the nationalist model. They want America to be top. They want, you know, American empire to continue and but they don't want to share it with these other and they don't want to build this like global unified thing they want like the unipolar world to continue are you going to continue what do you mean do you have more to answer my question well i'm I'm just trying to say i see trump as that faction okay does that help i'm sorry yeah but i want you to go more because okay so let, let who's ruined Many people's lives the last 20 years. Let's make a list, okay? If we were to say who's ruined many people's lives the last 20 years, uh, we can put FBI there. We can put uh, CIA there. We can put Clintons there. We can put CDC there. We can put NIH there. You know, uh, we can put uh, China there. We can put Fauci there. We can put World Economic Forum there. We can put, uh, you know, you you, you realize where I'm going with this. Like, I can, we can put... Biden's family there. We can put uh, McConnell. We can put we can put so many names sure. on this list, right? Every one of those guys hate Trump. Every one of them hates Trump. Why? Well, um, hmm. Exactly. Yeah, but I don't think it's necessarily because, again, you know, I think, again, the American public, maybe it's Hollywood for a long time, sees things as kind of black and white. Oh, if, you know, all the bad guys are against this guy, he must be good. I don't I think the real world doesn't really function like that a lot. You know, by the time you get to sort of be rise to that level to an extent, you have to, you know, have made deals in the past that aren't. I don't disagree. You know what I I don't disagree. And like Trump's mentor, Roy Cohn, insanely dirty. Of course. Insanely dirty. There you go. What are your thoughts on that, Francis? Well, I wanted people to see that. Because it made me so angry, Scott. And, and uh, I'm going to have to take a breath here because it still makes me so angry. I want to speak to Patrick Bed-David through your show and say this to him. Patrick, I want to speak to Patrick Bed-David through my show. Well, I want to say to him, Patrick, that is no way to treat a lady. You know what you did. You know what you were doing when you were doing that. Patrick Bed David, you know what you were up to. He was trying you to were using yeah. that lady, and she is a great lady. And it it was it it has disgusted me. That moment, and once again, I hope that your your viewers will roll, roll the tape back and look at the moment when Patrick Bed David says, Are you, you gonna continue like that? He's never talked to another guest like that ever have you seen the interview he did with uh anthony weiner 
Did you I'm, see that one? I've seen it. You know, let's let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about that. Let's put put that mark that one down to one side, Scott. And I will go, I will go into that in a, in, a, in a second because that was interesting. But this particular thing, I want to make it very plain to people that I am not in any sense criticizing Whitney. Whitney and I have the same publisher, for God's sake. Yeah, trying day shouts to trying day. You know, I, I'm not. The thing was that this whole, um, you know, this ball got rolling, if if you want to put it that way, when Tucker Carlson made a statement that he now realizes that he was part of the problem. Well, that's pretty confessional language, to put it mildly. I mean, you know, that even even gave me hope. And I've no doubt that Whitney at the same time thought, well, okay, here we go. Maybe this is the mainstream media finally willing to confess their sins, willing to, you know, wake up to the fact that they are the problem and that they, you know, they're being paid to deceive the public, et cetera, et cetera. And therefore, when she was invited on these shows, she went on and everything she said was great. She is great. As I've said, she's one of the most remarkable speakers that the world has ever seen. Her capacity to talk about history and her capacity to talk about politics and interweave things and give answers extempore, as she did in that clip, is, I think, unmatched. She is great. But what people have got to realize is that this is just another rich man's trick. This was a case of the rich saying, okay, what, what do the public want? How do, and how do we give it to them? And, the, the, you know, it was obvious. It's, well, they want to know the truth. Mm-hmm. Well, we can't tell them exactly what's happening at this moment because at this moment they're abusing children. At this moment they're all friends of the same Prince Andrew who was you know, caught with his pants down and molesting children on Epstein's Island. So they, they've they said to themselves, okay, we'll let this little girl, because that's what Whitney looks like, witter on about the past, figures like Roy Cohn, for instance, who most Americans probably haven't heard of, and we'll insert her into these new right-wing broadcasts in the hope that we can mix lies with the truth yet again in the way that I've described in my movie. Yeah. And, the, you know, that this is how it, how they do it, is that they, they try to make the lies seem more plausible by mixing it with the truth. You notice they didn't invite me on, on any of these shows. Jimmy Dawes never talked talk to me. Russell Brand, and by the way, that's another story again. We might want to talk about him. Yeah, I just heard some news breaking about that. I don't know. That's crazy. Well, you know, that's that that has been another classic case of news management. Yeah. They've made a huge, they've tried to make out that there's a huge story about Russell Brand being, you know, had up for rape, and they've only done that today because they knew I was going to talk to you today. Uh, maybe. That, no, that I can tell you that that I mean it was done to me when I had my first interview with Richie Allen. That was the moment that Joe Cox, they said, the British politician, was murdered. It doesn't happen here, Scott. That never happens. So you know maybe we can talk about it later. But I, I don't want to get off my thread. The thing is that if they had invited me onto these shows. 
Patrick David knows perfectly well that I would have said to him, okay, you stood there and you said to the world that the WF, Fauci, FBI, CIA, they all hate Trump. Well, where's the evidence for that? There is no evidence for it. They don't hate Trump at all. He's just engaging in propaganda again. And he's using Whitney to try and give this veneer of respectability to what he's doing. Yeah. I was appalled by the whole thing. So once again, please, you know, to your audience, don't listen to a single thing that these men are saying. Patrick Ben David is a con man. So is Tucker. So is Megan Kelly. All the people who've, you know, been on right-wing stations before, they are all the same con men. Yeah, I, I uh, you know, if you really want to get upset, did you see the interview that uh, Patrick Bad David did with uh, Richard Gage, formerly of Architects and Engineers from 9-11 Truth? Have no, you seen that one? I haven't seen. Maybe okay, check. Seen. I'll send you a link to that one. Now, that one got me fired up because they were treating him so disrespectfully. They were like, they were treating him like he was this crazy conspiracy theorist, particularly one of the other co-hosts of his show. I have no idea what his name is, but man. No, no. And you know what? And it was so, what happened was, is that Richard was like, no, I'm here to talk about the evidence. And he was prepared to talk about the evidence. And they kept pulling him away from the evidence and say, well, who do you think is responsible for it? He's like, I don't know who's responsible for it. I'm not here to talk about that. I'm not here to speculate. I'm here to talk about the evidence. And then they're like, well, do you think the earth is flat too? And he's like, I don't know. I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about the evidence. And he was trying so hard to stick to the evidence and they were doing everything they possibly could to pull him away from the evidence that he was there to present. And I was just like shaking my fist at it, you know, when I was listening to it. And then I had Richard on shortly after that. And I was just giving him major props for his ability to stay so focused and on topic while they were doing everything they could to 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 kind of make him look crazy. And I was just like, man, he did such a good job in that interview. But yeah, well, it, was really... well, it, it doesn't surprise me that that was the approach that they yeah. took. I'm glad you've told me about that, Scott. Yeah. I'm sure your audience will, will be as well. But you see, he's a scientist. So yeah. he wants to talk about the physical world that, yeah. that he knows about. You know, he can prove things with numbers and with physical equations, yeah, totally. et cetera. And he can easily prove that you know that the the official narrative of nine eleven is absolute bunk. It, it doesn't it doesn't add up at all. What he doesn't want to do is speculate who's behind it. I think it could not be how how could it be more obvious who's behind it? Who who else can it be except the establishment? And especially you know anybody who wants they've seen my movie. They realize it, it can't be anybody else behind the Kennedy assassinations, behind the assassination of Martin Luther King, John Lennon, etc. It can only be the mega rich who were doing these things because they're the only people who've got the power. And, and, and this, this is what I wish scientists like Richard Gage would accept, Scott, that... that, that Okay, that you know, I can understand why a man wants to stick to his own specialist field, but if he comes on a show like your own, mm -hmm. I th I think that really he's he's you, you, at the very least you should be able to say to him, well, what do you think of Francis Richard Connolly's movie, and have have you seen it, and, and you know, do you see this as 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 plausible? And I think really that the the, the scientists should have to engage in the the you know the the big picture of the political field because you can't get anywhere otherwise you know i mean yeah. he is a man who could go into a courtroom 
and a lawyer could ask him questions about 9-11 and he could destroy yeah. the, the narrative. But what good is that if at the end of it, he's not prepared to say, well, you know, it must have been the, the generals and yeah. the bankers and the, and the FBI and, and, and the CIA who did it because nobody else has got the, the money <laughs> for one thing and the power and the influence. So, so you know, I don't want to be harsh on Richard Gage uh, specifically, and I don't want to be harsh on, on the scientific community because, you know, so much, of, certainly at the, at the beginning of, of the, the deconstructing of 9-11 was, was, was down to them. But, but the, you know, the, Carl Sagan, I remember, did, did say this years ago, that you, you can't just keep yourself in, inside a science bubble You've you've got to you know look out to the to the major society. So yeah. I, I hope at some time that Richard Gage and you know the, the the scientific community at large will say out loud, look, you know, Mr. Connolly's right, or or you're right, or you know, whatever. Yes, it's got to be the CIA. Yes, it's got to to be the the, the bankers who are behind all of this. They are our collective enemy. They are the people who we've got to do something about. Yeah, I, I think that Trump had some foreknowledge and was involved in 9-11. I think he has uh, a hand in it as well. At least he wasn't surprised by it. Did you Have you ever seen that clip of him being interviewed that morning? It was like some uh, like like local TV station was had him on the phone. And it was like right after one of the towers, like both of the, I don't know if it was one of or both of the towers had fallen. And he was very calm on the phone. And he was like, yeah, I just called. Look, I just called my friend Larry, Lucky Larry, and I just told him, you know, uh, you know, and, and he was bragging. He bragged that now, now my building is the tallest building in New York. He was bragging about how his building was now the tallest. He wasn't afraid that his building might be hit next. He didn't, you know, the whole country was like, oh my God, what's going to be hit next? Are we under attack? Is all are all cities going to be attacked? But for some reason, he was not alarmed. He was not nervous that his tower was going to be hit, <laughs> and he was very proud of the fact that his tower was now the tallest. So I think he knew. I think he was in on it. Trump is behind 9-11 as well. So I have to make a shirt about that. Trump did 9-11. Well, well, Scott, I'm glad, I'm glad you told me about that because I, that is a clip that I think not just me, but I think Britain hasn't yeah. seen. And yeah. I'm finding it very interesting at the moment. The Most British people are not aware of how terrible things are on the streets of Los Angeles and, and San Francisco yeah. and so many other places like Portland because the BBC and ITV that we have here, Channel 4, they're not reporting on it. You no. know, according to the BBC, there's there's nothing wrong in in, in America, and it it, it yeah. could hardly be worse. Uh, you're right. So I'm I'm glad you've 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 told me about that because the clip of Donald Trump that we have seen here that I think is terribly important was the one where and and you know I honestly think that this was one of the few times in in human history where a politician blabbed and was able to blab about something that he, he really wasn't meant to blab about. I'm sure that the FBI and the CIA were going, oh, no, don't, for God's sake, shut your mouth. What are you saying? That, and it was the clip of, you know, where he was saying, Epstein's Island is a cesspit, uh, and you should ask Prince Andrew about it. Have you seen that clip? No, I don't that? think I have. I don't think I have. No, I don't have that. No, have no. that in, in America. No, that's very know. interesting because yeah. the, it was obvious that they should have followed the 
up what he said by saying, well, okay, Epstein's Island is a cesspit, and yeah. yes, Prince Andrew is involved, and Mr. Trump, how do you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, I'm sure he was way more involved with the Epstein thing than we're led to believe, for sure. You know, Whitney's talked about it. She's like, there's just no evidence. Like, just the, the extent of the evidence doesn't exist there. It's like a lot of circumstantial stuff. But I, I, I believe it. It's it goes a lot deeper than that. He's, he's, he's not. I don't know. He's he's not the new uh, King David, like some people are saying. It's not. That's well, not it, you know, Scott, you've brought me beautifully there around to um, the most important, well, most important thing. This whole thing about the MAGA morons and, and you know, the people who have the Make America Great Again on their caps. Mm -hmm. I'd like to talk about that, if I may. If okay, okay. sure. Because I think the kind of people who followed my work and the kind of people, and there are obviously so many of them, who've been reading my stuff on Facebook and, and, and who've you know looked at my book, they'll be looking at this going on and just recently, there have been so many videos where there's an interview with one of these so-called, you know, in, in inverted commas, MAGA morons. And the, 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 the approach being taken is, you know, just look at these people, totally detached from reality. They're being called religious nutcases, gun nuts, Absolutely the worst kind of people you could ever imagine, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that people who've looked at my work, followed my work, would expect me at this moment in time to condemn these people who follow Donald Trump and say he's the new Christ or whatever, like you said, you know, the new King David, making him into this superhuman figure. I think that the kind of people who followed my work would expect me to join the chorus and say, yeah, bunch of deranged lunatics. We've got to, you know, ignore them, dismiss them, etc." So here's my response to that. I won't do that, and I'm not going to do that, and here's why. I think that all of the videos that have popped up recently that have done their utmost to make these people out to be mad and deranged and, and whatnot have been made because they are finally a group that the rich are frightened of, I think. Hmm. Because, and this hasn't been going on very long. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you heard talk of civil war months ago. It's uh, to me, it's been going on for years. You people have been talking civil war for years. Really? See, once, once again. That that isn't that hasn't reached here. To me, yeah. it feels like only weeks ago that I first heard of no. some, someone saying it's pretty cliche and kind of hacky at this point. It's like, oh yeah, civil war. Yeah, it's really. Oh, you, yeah. See, you see how how the 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 you know news man manipulation makes us live in almost in different time zones. Dude, but people people are so late in this country. Like they're they. 
people are not willing to give up their Netflix to go fight in a civil war. People won't even <laughs> people, people won't people won't even give up Americans, and I'd say most people in the Western civilization, and probably this is very deliberate, but are so addicted to their comfort and convenience that they, yeah. nobody's gonna go fight a civil war. There might be like like the closest we probably got is the closest we'll ever get is like the Antifa Proud Boys scuffles that we'd see out in Portland. Like that was like that was the civil war right there. We already had the civil war. It was like it was kind of funny. Well, let me say why I think what we're seeing is happening. When I was a little boy, my mother used to play Dubliners records all the time. And one of the songs that she played was Kelly, the boy from Kelan. And I remember it very well because it was sung by this wonderful man called Luke Kelly, who I've met a wonderful singer, and the second verse went like this. It goes like this. It says, tell me, who is the giant with the gold curling hair, he who strides at the head of your band? Seven feet is his height with some inches to spare, and he looks like a king in command. Oh, me boys, that's the pride of the bold Shalmalier, the greatest of heroes, man. So lift your beavers aloft and give three ringing cheers for John Kelly, the boy from Kalan. Now, I was intrigued to find later that George Orwell had written about this song and other songs in response to a fan letter. Because this fan had said, don't you find it very interesting, Mr. Orwell? <clears throat> Here we are in the 1930s. And we've got Hitler and we've got Mussolini. We've got so many other um, examples of people making superhuman figures from out of, out of nothing. Yeah. And why, sir, do you think it's happening? Yeah. And he said... <clears throat> yes, you're absolutely right. This is what's going on at this moment in time. Excuse me. This is what's going on at this moment in time. And he said, this is what people tend to do. And it is what people tend to do. At the moment, the people who've got Make America, Make America Great Again on their hat don't want to hear anything else except... Donald Trump is all about making America great again. And that's all we want from any politician is to make America great again. And, and he's trying to do this. He's trying to do that. He's trying to drain the swamp. They all say, you know, the deep state won't, wouldn't let him. And therefore, they got rid of him by having a fixed election. It's become like a mantra. So you've got to ask, why are they doing this? And at the same time, <clears throat> why are they showing quite decent judgment over things, or over other issues like Epstein and Maxwell and Prince Andrew and, all, and, and you know, COVID and all the rest of it? Because their response to that, which is, you know, we're having our freedoms taken away, is perfectly sensible. And yet they seem to have this lunatic thing when it comes to Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. And it's because in times of crisis, 
this is what people do. Just as with the Kelly the Boy from Calan, which was something that the Irish created in order to fight against the English and, and to, to follow a leader who they thought was going to deliver the heaven or the outcome, if you like, that they wanted to see, the, the, the MAGA people have done it with, with Trump. They've fallen, for, if you like, for the propaganda about him because this is their dream. This is the thing that they want. So to the people who's, who, who have fallen for this, I need to say to them, and it's not what they want to hear, and probably anybody who will watch this who, you know, from Mississippi or Louisiana or whatever, they'll probably switch this off as I'm saying it. But it's not going to happen because it's not true. America never was the greatest country in the world. That, as I said on my Facebook page, is simply the same propaganda message that they gave to the Germans when they told the Germans that they were the master race. It was to get people to believe in something so that they would follow this superhuman leader. In the Germans' case, it was Hitler. Now they're trying to get people to, to go with Trump. America never was the greatest country in the world. Now, there are, there, I noticed there were people who were interviewed who were saying, oh, I want to see this country go back to what it was in, in the 60s when gas was... 25 cents a gallon and we all had a big car and one thing is that what really what they're asking for scott is do they are they being nostalgic they don't even know what they want like like we're the well, best time ever we're well the, 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 the thing is that they are saying that the era in which the kennedys were was were assassinated was a golden period is that yeah. what they're trying to convince themselves of you know yeah. it's the thing is I, I, I racked my brains for a long time to try and think of something that an American could relate to. And there is one thing that, that came to mind. It was a movie that I saw called The Late Shift, which starred Kathy Bates as the woman who was, it was Helen Kushnick, who got Jay Leno the, the job when Johnny Carson retired. And he was in competition with, with David Letterman. And there was a very poignant scene in that movie where uh, Peter LaSalle, I think his name was, was uh, was discussing the, this problem that they'd given the, the Johnny Carson show to Jay Leno. But at the same time, they were trying to make a deal with, with David Letterman that if Leno messed up, that they could still bring David Letterman in. And there was a moment where David Letterman was saying, look, you know, I'm still thinking of taking it. I'm still thinking of going with the deal. I'm still thinking maybe I should do this, maybe I should do that. And Peter Lesley tries to say to him, look, David, what are you talking about here? Do you, do you even know what you're talking about here? Are you saying that you still want them to give you the Johnny Carton show? Because that's gone. And it's gone forever. And it's never coming back. Time has moved on from that. You have mm -hmm. to try to understand the Johnny Carson show is never coming back. And by the same token, Scott, yeah. the, the 60s and the 70s, when you know the, these people are obviously nostalgic for, is, is never coming back. As, as you said, we're, you know, we're in the digital information age now. And it's, it, they have got to deal with it. And they won't want to. 
They won't want to. So it's going to be a very, very difficult issue for those people. But I do think that the mere fact that they are armed and that they're serious about, you know, following someone to take over the country has got, has got the establishment afraid of them. And that's why they're being pilloried. I would say to those people, if you want to follow someone, follow Sean Paul Reyes or follow Jason Gutterman. Follow somebody who's proved that he's a man and worthy of respect. There but go. there's a very simple way of you know, putting this issue to one side and, and finding out who's right and who's wrong. And that is to write to Donald Trump. I would say to all of the, the MAGA supporters... Go ahead, go to Mar-a-Lago, just knock on the door, be like, hey, what's up, man? Like, what, what, yeah. <laughs> Well, the thing is that he's got a website, and it, 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 it's, what is it, 45office.com. Mm. Or, or you can ring the White House, which is 202-456-1111. Well, you, you can get in touch with him that way. You can leave a message for him. All I want people to do is, to, uh, these people, you know, who want to make America great again, is to say to Donald Trump, look, sir, we, yeah, we, we support you. We think you're wonderful. We think you're Superman. We want to follow you to have a, a revolution. But you've got to accept we're not children. We're adults. We can't be duped. <clears throat> so you know that Mr. Connolly's film was banned. And now they've done the same thing this marvelous woman this dr judy mikovitz who made this film pandemic which i'm sure you've told you oh, yeah. your audience about oh yeah we've had judy on and yeah you've that. had judy on well yeah the, on truth, the truth zilla days we had her on truth zilla days but i've met yeah. her multiple times i've met her i've hung out with her a few times at these well, conventions and stuff. They've, they've done the same thing to her that they did to me they've, oh, banned, yeah. they've banned the movie so all trump has got to do is say yeah sure I'm an honest man, and I want people to have the chance to look at the truth and decide for themselves. So, therefore, I'm going to use my power, my influence, my rich friends, etc., to get Mr. Connolly's film in all American cinemas and to get Judy Mikovits' pandemic. And, and please, or, you know, to your audience, listen very carefully. It's it's the movie is called Plandemic because yeah, PlandemicSeries.com. They just came out with part three, The Great Awakening, which is great. Well, uh, yeah, but, yeah it, so. it should it should be in, in cinemas everywhere. Absolutely, and, and 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 you know, Trump could make this happen. Please write to him. A anybody who wants to follow this man, please write to him. I will take a bet with anyone that you won't get a reply. No, of course not. And I mean, that's that, a pretty safe that, bet. And that I hope will be the end of it. Yeah, exactly. And and you know, I, I have to say, like in response to like some you know what we were talking about earlier is like yeah man like i think that the united states government the united states captured uh oligarchical structure and institutions is probably the most heinous and horrendous in the world so when we go and we say things like america's the best in the in the world america's the worst i think the government itself is probably you know I, I can't think, you know, I don't know. It's, it's horrible. It's awful. But what I will say is that it doesn't represent me as an American, as a person who's very proud to be an American that loves the American culture, the American idea. I, I say that like what we have in America is something that's so special. And I'm so proud to be a part of that whole thing. 
you know, the fact that we can have guns, the fact that we have the freedom of speech, the fact that we have the ability to do these things that don't exist in other countries sets us apart in, in almost every single case. And so I'm very, very, very proud to be an American. I think America exemplifies in a lot of ways what the world should be. But that is all the, the only thing that keeps us back is the United States government. That is what keeps us down. And, the, and these pedophiles and these these bankers and these tyrannical monsters, these, these this, this technocratic state that's emerging, that is what's keeping America from reaching its full potential. And I'm very proud to be an American. I absolutely love the people that are here, especially here where I'm at in Tennessee, rural Tennessee around here, some of the most amazing people in the world. And I'm just so overwhelmingly proud of it. But it's like these bastards that we're talking about here, these rich men that are destroying everything, or what's destroying, and and then what happens in America then ripples outwards to the whole world. It's America's foreign policy that's destroying the whole world. It's it's America is the center of all the evil. But 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 what is here is really the root of so much good. I think too, and and hope. I think that the reason why the world hasn't fallen yet is because all of us have a shitload of guns, and that's it. They they know they can't. They they have to have. They have to. That's why there's such a big focus on taking down America and making America such an awful place, is because once America falls, then it's fair game on the rest of the world. And so, in order to do that, they have to disarm us. And so, it's literally the American citizen's ability to have guns that's like propping up the whole world. I think. So, Scott, let me ask you the most awkward question. I sure. Think probably, probably any host has ever been asked. Of course. How much responsibility does the average American carry for what America now is? Not much, not much. And I think that that's, you know, we, we need to, you know, people don't even have a concept to understand. People don't know what freedom is. People have no idea what freedom even means. People think freedom means that I can walk into a grocery store and buy a banana in the middle of winter. And I have the freedom to do that. The freedom is, is the ability to indulge and to have comfort provided to them. That's freedom. But freedom is actually the complete opposite. Freedom takes extreme responsibility. Freedom takes hard work and effort. And and just because I have conveniences, that's not freedom. That's actually dependence. That's actually subservience. I am dependent and subservient to these systems that give me the, the illusion that I have freedom. When in fact, remove all that and I'm I, I'll have nothing. And so I feel like, you know, in my communities, the people that I run with, the people that I'm surrounded with, it's a very strong culture of like understanding what freedom is and uh, and, and 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 actually putting in the effort to create more freedom for ourselves. Like we can't, the average American has no idea. They have no idea. In fact, they would give up their freedom and we'd proven it. They would give up their freedom at the drop of a hat for just a tiny little bit of more promised uh, perceived safety or a little bit more convenience. They don't give a damn about freedom. And so, but there's a lot of people here that do that fundamentally understand what that means. And so the average American, I would say, doesn't even understand the first thing about freedom. But I feel like the fact that it's so built into like, enough of our DNAs is, is enough to keep the whole gravy train going. <laughs> well, I, you know, that is the thing that gives me personally hope. Yeah. Is, is that I personally think that every American, first and foremost, is about freedom. Yeah. And, 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 and belief in freedom. And, and that may yet be the thing that may yet save you. But continuing on that thread... If what you said is true, well, you know, I'll just throw it out to you. What, what about the success of, of Jordan Belfort? And for those who don't know, the Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, okay. He, he well, was mega successful. Mm -hmm. 
he was mega successful because he was clever enough to rip off yeah ordinary americans and he, he falls in he, he falls in that class of the bankers that i was disparaging a minute ago they're, they're the parasites the piranhas the people that that's that suck off of this you know what's been created here so i don't disagree scott yeah. but how much do americans themselves bear responsibility for the fact that it, you see when i watch american movies I always feel like I'm being lectured at in a very subtle way. Oh, man. Don't watch American movies. That's first piece of advice. That's first piece <laughs> well, of advice. <laughs> I, I, I can't now get past the fact that I spent, you know, so much of the 60s and 70s and 80s, yeah. the last century, watching American movies. And the thing that you hear in American movies all the time is phrases like, everybody uses everybody. Good guys finish last. Mm. You, you know, you've you've got to give action to to, to get action. I, I'm, I, I two, men, of, two men can make a baby. The whole thing, you know. To, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's um, American cinema these days, folks. There you go. And the the one that really got me was "Don't make friends, make money." Yeah, totally. Would, wouldn't you say that there is a cynicism? about american culture that does well, i would say that that doesn't represent me that doesn't represent the american no, culture that doesn't i doesn't represent you no, scott that's no. why i'm asking you yeah. you're a man with a heart yeah. you're a man with a soul how you've been able to rise about above it i don't know it's, but it's kind of like it's kind of like with hip-hop, hip-hop and like black culture. They're like, hey, black people, this is your culture here. You know, robbing, shooting, bitches and hoes and gangsters and all that shit. Like, this is your culture now. Have fun with that. It's like, that was like given to them. You know what I mean? That was like, you know, you notice how there wasn't like this big uprising against that. It was like, no, that was part of the agenda, part of the plan. You know, the fact that I need to be a money grubbing, you know, I need to like, you know, put, put, put profits over people, all that stuff. Like, that's, that's the culture that is like amplified through through movies and stuff like that, that that's creating, creating this false bastardization of what American culture should be. And, and, you know, has been forever. Like America has been about like, just, you know, I picture just like the, the pioneers, you know, maybe that's the America we need to make great again. The fact that we had, you know, this, like, uh, you know, just wanted to, to travel and explore and have a homestead and protect our homestead. And then like every single, like there's all these things that I'm surrounded with this phone, this uh, I got a headlamp right here. I got this cup. Like, I don't know how any of these things were made. I don't know who made them. I wouldn't be able to recreate them in any way, shape or form if I had a million years to do it. But back then, these pioneer people, they knew every single item in their house, every single thing, every single thing in their reality, they either built themselves or they knew how to build it. We've been so far removed from that. That's that's what we need to get back to. Maybe I don't know. You're inspiring, yeah, my friend. You, you, you yeah. really are. The thing is, I might, I might as well, you know, finish it off. Then that, that 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 you know stream of thought. I don't think, and and I, I know that it's not what the make America great people or make America great again people want to to hear. But I want to say to them that I think that if they were to arm themselves and march even in their millions behind Donald Trump to the White House and say, that's it, we've had enough, we're taking over, I think what will happen will simply be that 
Trump will somehow be spirited away. He'll go inside to talk to, you know, whoever. And then the rest will just be slaughtered. And there'll be this huge bloodbath that this policeman who um, was on the Direct D channel, who I, I, I talked about on, on, on my Facebook page, uh, that Chris Ruff um, put, on, put on his channel, that the bloodbath that he's afraid of will happen. That's the, you know that's my great. Yeah. I think I think that was part of January sixth. They wanted a bloodbath at January sixth, but they didn't get it. You know, I think that was part. Well, of the I think that yeah. January sixth was, you know, I said so at the time. And, and Adi Ads, the the journalist, the American journalist who was interviewing me at the time, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, I said, this is just another trick. It's just another response. Yeah. yeah. And I was surprised that Tucker Carlson of all people, and and then it was other you know people who brought it out but it does seem to be pretty much accepted now that it was an fbi oh yeah totally yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's pretty obvious pretty obvious francis so here's the deal so i have about 15 minutes before i I got a heart out i have a volunteer commitment this afternoon but i know we got a couple clips to get to do you want to plow through those real quick uh i'd better say this It, it 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 might be more valuable I think. Okay, perfect. But because, especially with you having this T-shirt thing going. Oh, yeah, there you go. I think a better approach would be for people to to just not vote, as I've, I've said to you before on the on the True Stella thing, except that then, you know, maybe I didn't think it through enough. But you know what's really I, funny? When you were talking, about, probably the last time we talked on True Zilla, I've had you on this show but back in the true Zilla days, we were full on the Trump train because like we were living in Oregon. We were like, we can't have Biden like that just can't happen. So we were full blown Trump people back then, back well, then. So it's really funny. Like, you know, I've, I've changed quite a bit since then. Well, so. that's that's my point is, is that I don't you know, people have said so many Americans. I've heard them say, I'm not going to fall for this two party thing anymore. Yeah. I'm not going to vote to keep him. Up. I'm not going to. This vote. time I'm not. This time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, this time we, we could do it. And there's plenty of time left before the election. But I want people to get a T-shirt from you or from wherever they can make it themselves. But if everybody was going around saying, do not vote. All the politicians are crooks. We have to clean house ourselves as Americans. And mm. every business was to put that in their window. Everybody was to put that, you know, at the front of their house, on the lawn, or, or in the window. Now, you know, it kind of like that. Time. A don't it'll, vote shirt. Don't vote. That's not, that's great. I like it, 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 it'll it, it, it'll probably take time, but it's the kind of thing, Scott. I think that could catch on. I th- I th- I think you know that as people think about it, and they're thinking better than they've ever done for a very long time. That it could be passed from one to the other, to, because the thing is, it's the truth. All of the politicians are crooks. You can't, you can't trust any of them, and you can't trust anybody on the right wing media. The, the mainstream media is bent to the core, and all of the politicians are bent to the core. That you you can't trust anybody who, if you want to put it that way, is in the loop. People who are at the very very top. The cream, the elite, the oligarchs, whatever you want to call them, you can't trust any of them. Americans have, have got to clean house on their own. And the, as I say, I think it should start with people saying, do not vote. The politicians are crooks. Let's forget about it. We've got to clean house on our own. And the thing that, that again, that I know most Americans won't want to hear, 
But so many people like Legia Miller and David Cross, who I'd like you to get in touch with on my behalf because I've been trying to reach them and the oligarchs, oligarchs won't let me. They've all been saying it's time to give up on the American dream because the American dream is not a dream. Like Are you talking about the, the comedian David Cross? Yeah, the, the comedian. Oh, yeah. my God. Like Mr. Show, all that? Well, well, he made a marvelous video called Why America Sucks at Everything <laughs> that, that has really hurt a lot of people. That sounds like but, something David Cross would do. I used to love that guy, but I don't know about these days. Well, the, the thing is, he's, you know, I've, I've been trying to get in touch with him and they won't let me. But, he, you know, they all of the intelligent people like Legia Miller have been saying the American dream is a, is a sham. George, George Carlin again said it, you've got to be asleep to believe in it. What you need to do is to create a new country. And this is my opportunity to ask you, Scott, because I'll be very interested to see what your answer is. And, and, I, and I wonder how many of your audience, I wonder how many of your, your, your viewers uh, have ever thought about this or, or, or will know this. But do they... Teach you at school? Do, do you know how America was named? Uh, Amerigo Vespucci? Yeah. And what was the connection with the man who made him famous? Uh, I don't know. Well, there was this man called Martin, and I'm going to get his name wrong. I always do. It was Martin Volsimula. I think that's right. He was the he made Vespucci famous by writing about him. He he was doing a history of the Ptolemies. And he had this map which showed where Vespucci went. And he took Amerigo, and apparently somebody said to him, Well, you know, Europe and Asia are feminine, so you're gonna have to change it to be feminine. And at first this was Americus, but then, then he thought, no, 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 I'm getting that wrong. That's main, that's masculine. So the feminine of Americus was America. And that was how America was named. But mm. Bill Bryson, the travel writer, pointed out that he could have just as easily turned the map the other way on. <laughs> and if he had, it, it would have been Novus Mundus, which means wow. new world in Latin. And this is what I would like to see Americans do. Because Bill Bryson said, you know, if we were all Novus Mundans, that's a much better word. <laughs> and and you, you could do this. America needs to be and I, th I mean i think america historically has run its course it's that it's been a, a, an experiment that's all gone wrong for reasons we haven't had time to discuss maybe it's something i can bring up with your friend jeremy when, when i'm on his show because there's a lot i haven't been able to say but i would like to see americans say okay the american dream is over and so many people in the public comment sections of so many videos have said it's just something that leads to slavery. It's something that you're meant to believe in that makes you work hard, that makes profits for the billionaires and, and the trillionaires, and, and that's all. It's, it's something that, that you're meant to hook into, that Americans do hook into, that simply, simply leaves you at the age of 60 or whatever absolutely exhausted and broken and, and you know timed out because you've worked so hard your whole life trying to get on the American dream bandwagon. And... I do think it's possible to create a new nation called Novus Mundus. I really do. And for all of you people to become Novus Mundans, and if people say, okay, Mr. Connolly, if we do this, what kind of a nation should we be trying to create? It's very simple. A nation where good guys finish first and not last. Because that that is the phrase that does my head in more than anything else that people in America say good guys finish last 
Richard Kuklinski said this when he was interviewed, that, that this was his moment of awakening in his own life, that, that he was sick of being beaten up by the, the local thugs. So one day he just turned on them with, with a, a rail he took from a clothes horse or something. And he, when he was explaining it, and it shows you that these things really do direct be behavior on American streets. He said, good guys, it's true, finish last. I went out there and I beat the crap out of these guys. And, and after that, they left me alone. You need to create a nation, Scott, where the good guys finish first all the time. If well, I would, do... I would argue, I would argue that you don't have to overthrow the old. We can just build our own. That's what I'm doing. I'm building my own community outside of this bullshit. I don't even need to. And I've gotten to myself like, and I always try to encourage people to do this. I've done multiple shows about it. Find ways to become more self-sufficient in your own life, where you get out of your paycheck job, get out of your nine to five job, get out of any sort of leverage, get out of debt, get out of every single leverage point that these people have on you, and that's then you can team true. with other people, and then they have no power over you. You don't have to do anything for them, and then they have no power over you. And so we can create our own little nations outside of the system completely. And there's a lot of people I know that are doing that. You know. Well, I, I hope that the whole idea of not voting. Yeah, I'm down with that. Fit, fit, fit fits in because as i say i so if you you know f fund anything it keeps going if you subsidize anything it keeps going and at the moment i think so many americans are realizing that they're just subsidizing gangsterism by voting in, an, in an election so i uh, you know i and it may even make you a lot of money because if if it catches on and you, you know it's entirely down to the american public whether it catches on but if everybody started wearing a t-shirt that said do not vote if everybody put it in their window put it on the side of their van put it in their car then and, and, and a lot of people will say scott no no it won't work with Scotland because they'll just have a fake election and they'll just have fake election results they will oh yeah but if everybody then says, I didn't vote throughout the country, it will become plain as day that the oligarchs are isolated. And even then people may say, well, that's not actually getting rid of them. But again, historians all know what happened to Nero. Nero woke up one morning and there was no one in his palace because he'd been abandoned by everybody. He, he knew then that it was over and he went and took his own life. And it will be the same, I swear, for the American oligarchs. If everybody, if the whole of America together says, no, 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 we can see your game now. We've seen through you. If the whole nation together sees through the ruling class, they will vanish, I swear. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we're working on that. We're pushing towards that, and uh, we'll get there. So, Francis, thank you, man. Thank you so much for being here today. Let's uh, let's show your book here. So I'm very excited about this because you've uh, – it's a very – huge accomplishment so you they uh thanks to the help of trine day chris milligan yeah. over there they have um taken your landmark film and turned it into book form so all you guys if you go to trineday.com there's a link in the episode description if you do a search just for uh rich man's trick or type in francis it'll pop right up 29.95 you could order it and get a copy of the book yourself you say, it's, really, it's really kind of you to mention it scott but yeah. they they have 
prevented sales even of my book because it's not available. People may wonder why hasn't it been, you know, it's seen in bookstores. No, of course they, it's not in bookstores. It's, it's not, you know, they, they've stopped that from happening. So I really appreciate you, you know, trying to, to get the message out there. It's, it's, yeah. it's really good of you because they, ha they have interfered with the sales even of my book. And this is after banning my movie. This, you know, people, the, the people who watch you and are into your show, they need to ask themselves, why should that be? Why is it that the people at the top in America, and it's true of Britain too, will not, or, or they're, they're trying to nullify all criticism of them? And I hope those same people will try and find the Bob Fosse movie, Lenny, which, have you, have you ever seen that yourself? I don't Scott? think so. I don't think so. It's, it's, it, there's a very, very important scene at the end, very important scene at the end, where uh, Dustin Hoffman, who's playing Lenny Bruce, the, the, the comedian, is in court and trying to get through to the judge. And the judge simply refuses to, to take on board what, what he's saying. And there's a really important scene which Bob Fosse would, if he, if he were still here, he'd be throwing it at you, where he says, you don't realize, judge, you need the deviant. You need that mad man to stand up and tell you when you're blowing it. Yep. I am now I have now been forced into that role. The, the ruling class which will not allow criticism of itself will make its own society atrophy. And it's that atrophy that you now see on the streets of San Francisco and Los Angeles. Yeah. And some other places. And my fear is that you know that what you see there in, in Detroit, well, you know, Scott, why why isn't that gonna happen? right across america including where you live it looks to me like it could it could yeah but i don't know there's a lot of uh confederate flags and guns around here so they might have to quell that down before it gets too out of control so there you go i'm just kidding i'm just kidding i'm just kidding i'm just kidding all right francis thank you so much brother i really appreciate you coming on my friend uh anytime you want to come on and dive into these topics let me know and uh, anywhere else you want to shout out that the people can find you or support you well the, the thing is uh Please tell your, your audience about Jeremy because I'll, I'm going to be on his Jeremy. show next week. Jeremy Sladen. Yeah. Oh, Jeremy Sladen. Yeah. 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 Jeremy yeah. I'm He's, uh, be on, yeah. yeah. Jay Slay USA. Jay, Jay Slay USA. I'm there you <laughs> go. That'll be a great conversation. Cool. <clears throat> that'll, that'll be next week. Cool. That'll be next next week, and uh, and we'll 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 take it from there. But I I do appreciate it, Scott. You you allowing me to to get this message this message across because. Things are very, very serious right now. And, you know, when yeah. people are talking about so openly about civil war in America, <laughs> well, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's got me very concerned because wow. if America did collapse, heaven only knows. I mean, it, it's such an important financial market for people all around sure. the world. If that alone, you know, it, it could, 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 could cause a, a global catastrophe catastrophe so you know I, I don't like what i'm seeing and it's well, really worrying. i will say i will say francis you can rest assured rest sleep well tonight there's no civil war these people are too lazy and filled with gmos and they can't they couldn't do anything if they tried so don't even worry about the civil war situation i mean the only thing would be like you know if it was us versus the government i mean it's not gonna be like the lefties versus the righties but yeah if there was some like like if it got really crazy in that regard, but I, I bet you we'd kick the government's ass. They wouldn't be able to stop us. So bring it on, Joe Biden. I'll go to the trenches. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway. All right, Francis. Thank you so much, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Okay.
Have a wonderful day. All, all you guys out there watching, thank you so much for hanging out and tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next week. I can't remember who I have, but we will uh, We'll catch you soon. Peace. Take care.